Good morning, everyone. I hope you're well rested, and if you've been out, been careful. It's really, really icy outside, and um, really making sure that you're safe. And we'll have a few announcements at the end of our sit this morning about this. I just want to start by kind of acknowledging that we've offered a wide variety of instructions this far. We've also been offering a lot of elements of the Buddha's teaching. Perhaps it can feel sometimes not just a lot to remember, but also maybe wondering what to apply and when. Now, when I find myself in that mind state, the first most helpful thing to do is to pause. Oh, it's like this. Trying to figure out what's best. Or sometimes I'll even name it as confusion. I'm not sure right now. I also find it helpful in these moments when I'm not really sure of what to do to kind of connect with really the basic of why we're doing this. And for me, it's the the development of this kind heart that's not clinging. It can be helpful sometimes to simply recollect what's really important. Once the Buddha was so succinct when he was asked, what do you teach? And he said, suffering and the end of it. Another kind of visual image for visual learners among us is in the discourses the Buddha talks about a handful of leaves. He was walking with his disciples through the forest and decided to pick up a handful of leaves. And he asked his disciples, what's more, this handful of leaves, of all the leaves on the trees, on the grounds, Because the Buddha taught far far fewer things than he knew of. And he asked his, his, his disciples, what's more? This handful of leaves or these leaves on the floor. And they said, Venerable Sir, the leaves on the floor are way more. And he told them this, And I really like it when I'm reading the Buddha's words or I'm hearing them to kind of really picture myself that these were uttered 2,600 years ago. He told his disciples, those things that I have known with direct knowledge but have not taught are far more numerous than what I've taught. And why haven't I taught them? 
because they're not connected with the goal. Do not relate to the rudiments of this holy life. And they do not lead to disenchantment, to cessation, to calm, to direct knowledge, to self-awakening, to unbinding. That's why I have not taught them. can be a lot of doing in our practice, <clears throat> skillful doing. Every time when we pause and we accurately recognize a mind state, oh, this is sadness. This is equanimity. This is fear. When we use that ability to clearly know what's happening. There's doing happening. Very helpful. Or when we step back and not just know the experience, but ask ourselves, what's the mind's attitude towards this? So we might identify fear and then also get this information, oh, there is an aversion to this fear. and to include that also in this field of awareness. So we keep gathering this helpful information through skillful doing in our meditation. And over the course of the day, especially on retreat, it's also helpful sometimes to notice if there's been a lot of doing, maybe inviting also moments or a whole sit or walk of resting mindful resting. This could be very helpful when there's not a really strong mind state calling your attention. And the meditation I'd like to offer this morning points to that. It's an invitation to rest in awareness. To rest in this knowing capacity of mind. This Thai monk, it's a Thai forest monk, Ajahn Sumedho, he calls it, this awareness can be your refuge when we can rest in it. And I really appreciate these words of his. He says, awareness is your refuge. Awareness of the changingness of feelings, of attitudes, of moods, of material change and emotional change. Stay with that because it's a refuge that's indestructible. It's not something that changes. It's a refuge that you can trust in. And this refuge is not something that you create. It's not a creation. It's not an ideal. It's very practical and very simple 
but easily overlooked or not noticed. When you're mindful, you're beginning to notice. It's like this. So this this next meditation is an invitation to to know what it's like to be aware. And just always, as always, have these instructions, see them as suggestions. Maybe they work now or maybe not. As you see fit. Allowing the body to be in a comfortable position if it isn't already. And to find that balance of a body that is kind of alert, lengthening the spine perhaps, tucking in the chin a little. And then from that place of an alert body posture, relaxing into that, softening into that, finding the middle way. Is it possible to invite a sense of relax into this body? Relax being an outcome of, for example, softening the belly. Softening the mask of the face. How is the jaw? What's it like to loosen it? Also checking the shoulders, are they up or are they down? Awareness will tell you. as if you come home to the body. Inviting relax, tranquility. Allowing the breath to find its own flow. The body knows how to breathe.
Letting every out-breath be calming. What's it like in a space we call mind? Allowing awareness to know its state. Does it feel spacious, small? Lots of activity, little activity. Receiving and allowing all these mental sensations, thoughts, images, mood. Receiving and allowing. Inviting acceptance as best as you can. What relaxes to the body, acceptance to the mind. It's simply inviting.
I'd like to invite you now to tune into sounds just for a few moments. Sounds touching the ear. Sounds close by, sounds far away. Sounds of this voice. Only happening now. Impossible to hold on to a sound. How much effort does it take to be mindful of sounds? How much doing? And how is it to know there's awareness of sounds right now? Can you rest in this simple knowing of sounds appearing and disappearing, moment to moment? Allowing this awareness perhaps to be as spacious as the space in which sounds appear and disappear. Resting in awareness. nothing to accomplish, nothing to do, nothing to become. Simply this knowing.
Is it possible to receive all the physical sensations of the body, appearing and disappearing, while resting in this kind awareness? to accomplish, nothing to have or to become, just these bodily sensations coming and going in this loving field of awareness, balance. What's it like to know you are aware? How does awareness feel in the body? Can it be a refuge?
What's it like to receive thoughts, images, emotions, or a mood in this receptive field of awareness? Mental sensations coming and going. Resting in awareness. Nothing to accomplish, nothing to have, nothing to become. Simply experience arising and passing, being known by this receptive field of awareness ceaselessly responsive. Allowing yourself to rest in this loving field of awareness as best as you can.
nothing to accomplish, nothing to have, nothing to become a certain way. Receiving and allowing experiences to arise and pass away in this kind and loving field of awareness. Spacious, boundless, empty. Allowing yourself to rest in awareness.
what's it like right now? Sometimes these moments of transitioning. Clinging. <laughs> Just the comment, oh, clinging. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> so I want to invite you into what I'd like to call a more relational practice of bringing awareness and perhaps resting in awareness while listening and perhaps speaking, reflecting on your practice or having a specific question about your practice. Let me see if you can just continue this ongoing momentum of awareness even in the midst of listening and perhaps speaking. Feel invited. Thank you for guiding that meditation. <laughs> Thank you. That um, was a very um, peaceful, and I noticed um, wanting to rest in kind awareness, and I also noticed restless mind state. And so as I um, listen to the instructions or receive the instructions. It was a mix of, oh, that would be nice. No, <laughs> I would really like to rest in kind awareness right now. Yeah. And then I'd have, you know, notice thoughts and there's some busyness of so noting that. And then I was like, oh, noting that, that's the kind awareness. Oh, I'd like to stay there. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, felt kind of like a merry-go-round a little bit. Um, And so it was, I went back to the breath to try to stabilize a little bit because of the busyness. Right. But it really, predominantly for me, that meditation was wanting to rest in kind of ways. And having it when I would notice, but then going back. So I don't know if that's, the question is, I guess, that that meditation brought up a lot of wanting. Mm When it's not, when I can't rest in it, it's, it's like kind of in and out of it. Right. Is that okay? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So this comment was about, you know, kind of invite, playing with the instructions of resting in awareness and noticing that there was quite a bit of wanting it to rest, but the mind was actually restless. And there were other things kind of more, way more in the foreground of awareness than this ability to just rest. And that's what I really love about that image of the hand full of leaves. You know, can this be one leaf on your hand? To sometimes practice when the mind is not visited with, for example, restlessness or another hindrance and see what it's like to kind of settle back in a more spacious awareness. That could be one thing. And then you took another leaf out the leave of, let me just come back to the body, breathe. Right? So this is really about also this, this balanced effort in our meditation. There's not one way of practice that will support us all the way through. 
Because for me, for example, when I do this kind of more open awareness where this sense of resting in it and maybe even kind of really resting in its um, empty experience, open wide, sometimes I get sleepy. And I'm beginning to go like really like this, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, this is awareness. <laughs> and then what's helpful is to kind of notice that, like you did also, because awareness keeps kind of informing us, and then to see what, what other leaf could maybe be more helpful right now to support this ongoing continuity of staying interested in what it's like to be human now. Yeah, so it sounds really skillful how you've been kind of playing with that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I find, and I really appreciate also bringing in that image. I want to encourage you if, you know, sometimes we say, oh, note this. It seems like you're invited to use words. But sometimes an image actually really frames the experience in just the same way, or a color, or just a sensation in the body. And there's an intuitive knowing that this is what's happening now. And the lump of foam as a metaphor for this body. Just see if that might work for you, right? Is it a leaf that you want to put in your hand? Just for that goal of cultivating this kind heart that does not cling. And maybe not. Maybe like, oh, a lump of foam? Nah. And there's a lot of those descriptions in the Buddhist text where images are used. So feel free to explore that too. Thank you. You know the image for Vedana? It's a bubble. Like when it's raining and then you have like a pool of water and all of a sudden a bubble arises and then it's gone. Vedana. Feeling tone. That just came to mind. <laughs> this mind. Yes, please. I kind of find um, feel compassion and sadness for us as human having this so much peace inside us. All the time. Yeah, I know ourselves. We trapped in this 
that I'm glad that there are people that want to go back to that quietness, to that, to that peace that is there all the time. But it's just a handful of us trying to do that. And the world is coming apart. I just really want to hold that. I hope that everyone heard that, but I'll just do my best to paraphrase. Is that when we do this practice, we start to see that this, this deep peace is already there. It's just so often obscured by our wanting, our feeling sometimes, this is my words, this fake sense of urgency that we have in life, all kinds of other things but that it's already there. And that's what I really appreciate about these teachings, is that it's about the release of things. And what's the end goal is it's already kind of within us, this kind heart. It's our birthright. And that there can be sadness when we look from this place of peace to what's going on in the world. And can we meet that with compassion? And I, I remember you saying that word as well. It's such a powerful way to meet experience. There's this image of the two wings, the wings, the wing of wisdom, really seeing clearly, and the wing of kind compassion, to be with it, to hold it all. And it's already within us. And what a great opportunity to be with a group of people who have exactly the intention to cultivate that. So good people, I'm aware of the time. You're never too late for the present moment, but time just keeps going on. And just really want to invite you to keep kind of pausing, especially in moments of transition. And to keep perhaps playing also at times with what's it really like to be aware? This might sound strange, what I'm going to say is like knowing that you are aware of awareness. (laughs) You know, oh, this is what it's like to be aware. To let yourself become interested in what that feels like without going in too much thinking about it. It's more of a a felt sense that comes from the fleshy meat suit and the heart and mind. And so we have a few announcements. I started a little bit concerned this morning with the icy thing. It's super, super slippery. So the trails are closed. And um, if you do want to go out, this is my first, uh, my new English word of this day, wear stabilizers. You know what I'm talking about? Even for the ones who might not be, you know, a native English speaker like me in this room, it's just these thingies that you put under your feet, and then there's like um, iron thingies be underneath it that prevent you more or less from falling. Really be careful. Seriously. Um, also, uh, 
Today will be the last day of metta practice that we've been doing this way. Um, tomorrow there will be a Q&A at that time that Joseph will lead, if I'm not mistaken. Correct, right? Yeah. And, um, and also, you know, the board, the bulletin board can get quite full. You know, just like our minds sometimes. So just in case of, you know, maybe you're just like, oh, too much. There's one announcement that's new and that I just want to talk a little bit about. And that is this afternoon, I mean, this evening there will be a simple dinner. Or I would call it a light dinner. And so there will mostly be crackers and stuff like that. And so if you have the tendency that, you know, you really could have some extra food at around five-ish, please feel free to add a little extra from the lunch and just put that in the yogi fridge. So just, just wanted to let you know that you can rest in that as well. Thank you for your kind attention, appreciating your practice. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.